Kingdom Speak listeners, hold on to your seats. This is about to get real. Welcome back to another episode of Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Take a second and look under your seat, and if there's a gold star under your seat, you're going to win a new Kingdom Speak mug. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, All right. Is this, is this like one for you and one for you, and here's a car? Yeah. A, yeah. You get a mug. You get a mug. Yeah. I wonder if somebody actually has a gold star under their seat. I hope not. Send, it, <laughs> send us a picture on social media, and we'll have to send you a mug, I guess. Yeah. If it's the seat out of their car... <laughs> And they've turned it over. They deserve a mug. Gold star or not. How's everybody doing? Uh, it's been a week. He's back at it. Yep. Yeah. You got me on it last week, so here we go. Welcome back, everyone. It is officially fall. We have the fire burning in the center of the table. Everything I'm eating and drinking is pumpkin spice. Style on the vest. Producer Randy has the sweater vest on. Oh, Yeah. It yeah. felt that way this morning. The leaves are changing. Yeah. In uh, not only changing. Did you notice coming in the entrance this morning, they're falling. Oof. <laughs> yeah. It's so, happening. So if you're listening to us under palm trees, we don't appreciate you this morning. No, we didn't pray for you. You're supposed to be praying for us. <laughs> uh, on our YouTube channel, we received this glowing comment that I had to share. Abby says... At last, a new episode for this week. Fresh nuggets to chew and digest. Thank you so much again, Pastor McKillop, and to the co-host, and to the other sir, for keeping this channel possible mm. to keep to reach people that are in need of such teaching. Keep up the great job. God bless you both abundantly. That's from Abby on YouTube. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Abby. We appreciate that fantastic digital Amen, oh, yeah. and we will we say go. amen to that. Hallelujah. Yes. What's up with these seats? I don't know, but yours is too high. Is it? Yes. I'm not moving it, so you're going to have right. to do something. All right. He just thinks he's better than the rest of us. Yeah. Sitting in a chief seat. Yep. Hmm. Probably got a gold star under it. Yeah. Seats. Hold on to your seat. We're going to talk about it today. You might lose it before the broadcast is over. <laughs> you know, I, I remember going to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the place, maybe Universal Studios or something like that when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. We went into this um, show where you put the 3D glasses on and and it's mm. this very interactive experience. And they had, you know, like dogs. This was this was so cutting edge at the time. They had these mm. dogs and like when when it would when it would look at you, it was like you felt like the dog was right there, you know, people with mm. were reaching out and then it would sneeze. Mm -hmm. Like it sneezed, a slobbery old sneeze. 
and out of the back of the seat in front of you is these little these little dispenser things that would you know, uh. and, the, and the mist would hit you in the face. <laughs> yeah, and then and then there was a point when when like spiders and snakes, snakes. and such. Yeah. We're, we're coming on the screen, and I mean, everybody's senses are just mm-hmm. heightened. Mm-hmm. And they had this, I mean, I didn't look at it. This is what I'm, I'm suspect that it was. Some kind of a, oh, it'd be like, a, I don't know, a piece of rope or mm-hmm. something that was tied to the bottom of the mm-hmm. seat, and it was it would do this number and hit you on the ankles. So it makes you feel like you're... And, man, you'd feel that thing hitting your ankles just about time that snake comes slithering by. It's gross. Yeah, the seat really um, amplified the experience. Sure it did. (laughs) Yeah, it Mm -hmm. took it to another level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've tried to get Jaron into a few moments like that. He is not into those at all. No. Yeah. No. I don't blame him, man. No. Not a fan. So... That was probably, I think, is that the... I shrunk the audience. Is that the one? Yeah. Where was that? It's in Florida. Honey, I shrunk the audience. I think yeah. it's in Florida. Is that the Epcot? Who ordered the butterflies? <laughs> uh, you remember that? Maybe it was Epcot. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Was a while you, ago. Do you even know what Epcot is? That was Epcot like Epcot totally in. like probably 1990s or something. I was mm. there in 1990. Oof. Yeah. I wasn't even close I remember because I had a shirt with 90 on the front of it. <laughs> Legit, we bought one Epcot Center with 90 on the front of it. Oh, boy. It was the coolest thing. Cutting edge technology. 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. Now there's like an iPhone 13. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when the first one came out. Yeah. Now you're trying to date yourself. Back in my day, (laughs) I had the iPhone 3. (laughs) Do you guys remember when iPhones were not available in Canada? Yeah. I remember that. Wasn't it the three? Was the first one available? Uh, maybe. I think it was the three. I just remember going to conferences and seeing everybody else with an iPhone and just coveting because <laughs> I was still slaving away in Blackberryville. Eesh. Trios, Blackberries. It was but, the iPhone three in two thousand and eight, according to Google. Yeah, exactly. And then they came up with the three G iPhone. That was the one. That was the first one. Yep. Had the gold or the July eleventh, two thousand and eight. Wow. Yeah. 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 Big day. So what are we talking about today? <sighs> Co-host. The seat. I get I get asked every once in a while. I had a text last night. Who's the young fellow that does that podcast with you? <laughs> 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 little, who's the, who's the kid? Who's the kid over there that does the podcast with you? I know who you are, but who is this? <laughs> mm. <laughs> who's in that other seat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my name is Derek, and I'm along for the ride. Okay. Mm. Thanks for being here today, Brother Derek. It's an honor. Yes. Living my best life. Yes. Living my best life. I think we're going to talk about seats. Yes, we are. We're going to talk about seats today. Man, there's nothing like going to an event and getting one of the best seats in the house. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. There's a reason why they're worth more than than others. I think it's the Super Bowl that, that when, what, what are they called, the scalpers? Mm-hmm. They'll get... They sell the seats out front of the what, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for yeah. a seat yeah. that, that's that's on 
on the sideline. Can you imagine? Same game, just a different seat. Mm. There is a way to hack that, you know? Is there? Yep. Just feign that you're not feeling good and get in a wheelchair. You can oh, yeah? get great seats. Really? <laughs> yep. Okay. I did that once. Yep. You did that once? I did it. I didn't at the it. Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl, <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> it wasn't Epcot, but it was SeaWorld. Honey, I shrunk the audience. <laughs> oh, really? I wasn't feeling good, so you dad, literally dad, faked an injury to my get dad a good pushed seat. Pushed me around, and it was pretty cool because all the shows right up front. Well, I would never admit listen, that on that, an international well, podcast. I'm just saying, <laughs> it was a great seat. That's that's cheap. <laughs> that's wow. cheap. <laughs> So there you have it. What some people won't do to get the best seat in the Just house. Just to get the seat. Right. Yeah. That's right. I don't know if I'd want that. I got the best seat in the house, but I, ha- I was, had to pretend I was handicapped. To well, get it. when yeah. the show's over, you just jump out and bolt <laughs> from the door and leave the wheelchair there. <laughs> That's another level. Wow. Uh, yeah. So Jesus um, probably would have an opinion about that, Brother Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Jesus would say oh, about, no. about uh, you trying to get the best seat in the house. <laughs> Here we go. This is great. We did. This wasn't part of the script, but boy, you set us up good. Good. This is going to be good. good. Anybody who can't drive apart. this ball over the fence needs to get another bat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jesus had this discussion mm-hmm. with um, with his disciples and the Pharisees about chief seats. Why don't you set it, set it up for us? Um, chief seats. Brother Derek. Luke 14 and 7. Let's go there. And he put forth a parable to those which were bidden when he marked how they chose out the chief rooms, saying unto them, When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. So it's... it's um it's in other examples in the Gospels where it's referring to this. Mm-hmm. Other Gospel accounts, they actually interpreted the chief seats in the house. That, mm-hmm. that word room there means a place mm-hmm. or a position mm-hmm. rather than some of us interpreting it like this general room. It mm-hmm. would be more indicative of a seat in a room. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, he is saying you don't sit in. The, he's, he's talking about how they, they mark and choose yeah. the chief seat yeah. in, 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 in the room. All right, go yeah. ahead. And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place, yeah. and thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. Wow. And when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, wow. that when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. Well, that's two key words right there. Exalteth himself. So notice notice this. When he comes and taps you on the shoulder and sends you down, you go down with shame. Right. But if you humble yourself, you get exalted. Yeah. So humility mm. is what exalts you. Mm. Pride is tied with shame, and 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 you are demoted. Um, bef- before we really get into unpacking this in its in its uh, in, in all of the all the layers of this, mm-hmm. I think we got to look at the context mm-hmm. of what is happening here, 
and that context is that Jesus is uh, taking care of business mm-hmm. on the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there is this this view. I don't know if you guys have ever read your Bible or not. Well, but have you ever noticed? It's on the list. Is it after Jordan Peterson or? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's choking. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <clears throat> so there, there, there are frequent accounts where there is a sparring with Jesus and the Pharisees mm-hmm. over the Sabbath. Oh yeah, all the time. And ever, I, I hate to, um, I hate to mess up folks' perception of who Jesus is, but the reality is. Jesus never shied away from confrontation. No. He was a no. long-suffering, gentle, loving, mm-hmm. selfless. I mean, Calvary says it all. But when it comes to the work of the devil, he thought nothing of destroying stuff. Mm-hmm. When it came to the temple being um, malign, the purpose of the temple being mm-hmm. maligned, he had no problem braiding a whip. No kicking over tables and taking care of business. And if, if Jesus picked up that there was a raw spot or a sensitive area, especially amongst the legalistic, mm-hmm. the scribes, the Pharisees, he would rub it. He would rub it. He was intentional about healing people on the Sabbath just to try to get a raise out of the Pharisees. That, that was the... That was the whole purpose. Yeah. And he, and he understood, you know, Jesus Jesus understood that he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're taking him to task over the day that he made for man, not the man that he made for the day. Mm-hmm. They, they had completely flipped the script, misunderstood what the purpose of the Sabbath was all about. And Jesus would just go, stretch forth your hand. And they would be seething. (laughs) And he had to know that I'm going to do this, and these guys are going to get triggered when I do this. (laughs) (laughs) And he did it anyways. Yes. And the deal is, is they loved what he was doing, they just just hated how and when he was executing it. Exactly. They wouldn't have had a problem with it on Monday. Oh, that is so huge, man. <laughs> so yeah, good job with yeah. the healing. That's nice. Yes. But we just hate yeah. how that you... was played very well. Yeah. Yeah. You really should talk to us about how you do these things. <laughs> and did you know that the Sabbath is not really the best time to do it? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, according to the law. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was, uh, the, the legalistic view. So we want to bring you the cases that we can't resolve, the sicknesses that need oh, yeah. supernatural intervention. We want you to raise our dead, open our blinded eyes, heal our leprosy, but we don't want you to do it on the Sabbath. There was, there was this confrontation, and so at least the gospel writers, he may have done a lot of healing on other days, but boy, the gospel writer sure took note of it when he did it on the Sabbath. 
and and it would there was just this tension. We love what you're doing, but we hate when you're doing it and how you're doing it. And so it is in this setting that Jesus sets them down and says, let me start by telling you a story. Mm-hmm. I, I want to give you a narrative that may help you with this, and that's the text that you just read. Hmm. That's quite the context. Yeah. So, again, you've you got to keep this in mind. There is this tension that has just taken place yep. between the showdown on the Sabbath, mm-hmm. loving what he did, hating when he did it. Mm-hmm. Okay? And now Jesus starts telling them a story. And the story is, is that you get an invitation to a feast. Mm-hmm. You come to the feast. And when you step into the room, you survey the room. And you look for the best seat in the house. Mm-hmm. And if you have to limp to get it. Mm-hmm. Or get in a wheelchair. (laughs) Somebody get me a chair with some wheels on it so I can feign disability and get to the chief seat. That's right. Okay. (laughs) Terrible. Oh, it's awful. (laughs) The more I talk about it, the worse it is. Yes. Yeah. But you want that chief seat. You want that seat. It's the best seat in the house. There is something about the appeal of honorable positions within the room that that we there's a magnetism mm-hmm. our human our human condition is mm-hmm. magnetized to getting the maximum that we can out of the setting that we find ourselves in um i've i've heard this and and read about this concept in a lot of leadership mm-hmm. uh, material but but you've got to learn how to read the room that you're in. Oh, Have man. you ever been in a room oh, with someone man. that does not know how to read the room that they're in? Oh, there's nothing more irritating than seeing somebody. You know, you're sitting in the middle of the room at your spot, and you can just see the guy come through the door and go for that chief seat. Oh, he owns the room. Oh. He owns the room. And those people don't have... Well, it maybe they do, and they're just doing it anyway, but they don't have a clue about everyone else in the room. No. It's all about me, where Absolutely. I'm going. Absolutely. Mm. And, and they, those that are vying for it, okay, for mm. that chief seat, that position, those that are vying for that um, think that because that they were invited, mm-hmm. they're the most important person on the guest list. Mm-hmm. You have to process that mm-hmm. and think that way. You may not have said it and sold it to yourself mm-hmm. in that exact fashion, but you quickly scan the room and you look at yourself and you compare yourself with the room and you compare yourself with the manager of the feast and you say, well, I know he's got no more important friends than me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and take this elevated seat. Right. Because I know that he didn't invite anybody else that's more important than me. Yeah, there might be a name tag with a different name on it. Bah, yeah. I'll just sit here anyways. Yeah. Scratch that. <laughs> you, you, you don't have the full guest list. No. Okay? And what Jesus is telling them is that you, you, you don't, don't become so intoxicated on the fact that you are invited mm-hmm. that you think you are the most important. Just because you are important enough to be invited 
does not mean that you are the most important person invited. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, this hits us all. Ah, yeah, it does. This hits us all. It does. So, you know, if you're listening, I mean, we're talking about you, but we're talking about us. Like who, who doesn't get yourself in situations where when you look back, you're like, man, what was I thinking? Oh, is humility not one of the Mm. chiefest virtues that is missing? You're right. In our day. You're right. Where, where has humility gone? Yeah. The invitation should bring the humility. The fact that yeah. you were invited should mean enough to you that if you have to sit in the nosebleed section, right, right. you're just glad to be there. Right. And if you've been at, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. if you've, it, think of the biggest, in your eyes, the biggest, most important, ideal person in your life. And those are the kind of people that when they go in the room, they just find the nearest spot and sit down. Yes. Right? Yes. Those are the kind of people that, those are the great people. Well, and that comes back to reading the room. I have been in rooms Mm. where I just wanted, I was just so happy to be there Mm. that I just wanted to sit down, Mm. shut my mouth, Mm. open my ears, Mm. And just enjoy the access to the room that was given to me. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's right. Just happy to be invited. Just glad to be invited. And, and again, I pull us back to the context of this. This is the Pharisees and the scribes mm-hmm. who Jesus is saying, you're so arrogant, you are so proud mm-hmm. that you get invited to a feast You come through the door and you automatically assume Mm. that just because you're invited, you take preeminence. That's right. Okay. You're struggling with me. I am the Messiah. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming to abolish the law. I'm coming to fulfill the law. That's right. But they're feeling threatened. Right. Okay. And Jesus is taking them behind the woodshed. Mm-hmm. He is letting them know there's a shift coming. The law is now going to take second seat Mm -hmm. to a new covenant that I'm going to be introducing. Yep. Right? right. You've given the law the chief seat, and you can't get over the fact that I'm healing on the Sabbath, but I'm bringing healing. This is what he read when he came out of the wilderness, and he picked up the scroll, I have come. Mm-hmm. There was nothing about the Sabbath. I am anointed to preach deliverance. I'm anointed to heal the sick. I'm anointed to open blind eyes. I'm anointed to heal the leper. That's why I'm come. The Sabbath never made it into the equation whatsoever. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But the Pharisees did not have the ability to read the room and go, someone more important than the Sabbath is here. Yeah. Someone more important than the law is here. And so they they were they were continuing to give the law chief seat status mm-hmm. in the economy and kingdom of God mm-hmm. when one greater than the law was here, mm-hmm. one Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Do you see what Jesus is doing here? So by by saying that this applies to all of us, uh, yeah. This, this, this affects us all. It affects every 
part of our life. The Pharisees in that moment did not have the understanding that one of the scribes who would later write nearly two-thirds of, of the New Testament, known as Paul the Apostle, when he would write in Galatians... Mm-hmm. Galatians 3.23. What did he say? But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster, to bring us unto Christ. Yes. That we might be justified by faith. Yes. But after that, faith has come. We are no longer under a schoolmaster. Do you see that, that it was a shuffle? Jesus was taking the law out of the, the chief seat of preeminence mm. from the Old Testament, that Mosaic law, and he was demoting it. He wasn't, he wasn't kicking him out of the feast. Mm. He was reprioritizing the seating arrangement and going, now I have the chief seat. Mm. This law was supposed to bring you to me. So the feast of the Old Testament... Mm-hmm. that had been going on for a few thousand years, mm-hmm. the door had creaked open, and another guest that the Pharisees didn't realize had been invited stepped into the room, yep. and he was demoting mm-hmm. them and their their strict adherence to the jots and tittles of the law mm-hmm. and saying, get out of my seat. In essence, that's what he was saying. Get out of the seat. The manager of the feast was tapping them on the shoulder and saying, I'm sorry, but one greater than you has mm-hmm. just showed up. Bro, that's that's totally when Jesus, as a young man, reads the scroll. Yeah. And they all say, Whoa, who is that? Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't anyone of preeminence at that point. Right? Jesus didn't come in and demand the chief seats. He just had a way of getting there. He knew yes. he knew he knew where he was going. Yes. But yeah, he, he didn't walk in and say, Hey guys, look at me, you know. I'm, yes. I'm thirteen years old. If you wouldn't mind, uh, just pick up your plate and move over there. I'd like <laughs> to have that table. Right. Right. It's my dad's anyway. <laughs> I'm here to take care of my father's business. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's also a great thing that we could really talk about here is legalism. Yes. That shouldn't be the chief seat in your life. Absolutely. And so those that refuse to relinquish their grasp on the law, mm-hmm. again, that, mm-hmm. that's not to do away with it. Right. It's to fulfill it. You need it, but not in the chief seat. But to maintain loyal, okay, let's say it this way. Don't give chief seat status. Mm-hmm. Don't continue to give chief seat status to something that was intended to lead you mm-hmm. to he who was supposed to occupy the chief seat. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. How crazy would it be mm-hmm. for the three of us just to continue talking mm-hmm. right now if someone else came in the room, Bishop, came mm-hmm. in the room, an elder mm-hmm. came in the room, and they sat down, and we just continued <laughs> occupying and dominating the oh, the man. conversation without giving mm-hmm. proper due respect, mm-hmm. right? Everything would shift mm-hmm. at that moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what I'm hearing you, what I'm hearing you kind of turn this 
parable towards, which all parables are this way, but it's an application to our own lives of, so I have, I have a bunch of seats in my life. You know, there's a chief seat and then there's all these other seats and it's up to me to decide who, who sits where. Yes. Right. Absolutely. We're the, we're the people that decide. And so let's, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. And depending on where you're at, that order can change. All right. All right. Right. Mm -hmm. So let me give you as an example. Um, I, I've talked about this in leadership classes before, mm -hmm. but we had an elder here that was teaching and speaking to all of, all of our leadership team. Mm -hmm. We had it scheduled for whatever time. It's immaterial. Just prior to that leadership class, I'm meeting with someone in my office who I am their pastor. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in that room, I have the chief seat. Mm -hmm. They are coming to me. They're inquiring, Pastor, what do I do? Mm -hmm. They want to know my opinion. Mm -hmm. They are entreating me to give them advice, counsel. Okay? That's right. So when they speak, I answer. Mm -hmm. They asked the questions. I tried the best of my ability to provide the answers. Sure. I look at my watch and realize, oh, I've got, I've got another meeting that I'm supposed to go to. It's about 80 feet down the hall. Mm -hmm. I get up from the chief seat of that room. Mm -hmm. I walk down the hall mm -hmm. and I step in and the elder that is there and all of the other leaders that are under my leadership are in the room. Mm -hmm. But in that room, I don't have the chief seat. The elder has the chief seat. Mm. So I step in and I remove the hat that I was wearing Oof. just down the hall. And I go, I'm putting this elder in the seat and I'm going to shut, shut up. Mm -hmm. Maybe I shouldn't say that word. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to mm -hmm. practice restraint. Totally. And when these guys ask questions, he's going to answer them. Down the hall, I was answering the questions. Mm. Do you do you see yeah. that that there's it, it even gets to the point where depending on the room that you're in, depending on the people that's part of the room, mm. totally. You you may you may not have the chief seat in this room, but go two doors down and have the chief seat in that room. Well, and it's a diplomatic way to to, <clears throat> to talk about reading the room, and it's also a way to say, you know. It's not all about you, and you need to understand that you're not always the big cheese on everything. I'm yep. saying that myself, right? Like, absolutely. If you're going to be a success, you got to do what you just said. You got to look around, and say, "All right, what's what's the hierarchy here?" Yes, and be comfortable to say, "Look, I'm not in charge, and that's okay." Well, okay, <laughs> you guys have heard me say this before, but if you've never been in a room that makes you want to be quiet, exactly, and listen. Mm -hmm. then you need to start getting into some different rooms. That's right. If every room in your life you occupy the chief seats, you need to build another house, move somewhere else, get in another room. Bless God, I'm just going to stay home because I'm the man of the house. Well, exactly. Yep. Narcissist. There's yeah. something about getting in a room yeah. where you're in a league where, where the men that are talking so challenge you, mm -hmm. the voices speaking, 
so challenge and almost intimidate you, not not by their spirit, but by your respect for them, mm-hmm. that you go, my God, I, I just, I want to learn. Paul is one of the chief apostles, but he sat at the feet of Gamaliel. Exactly. Okay? You don't want to hear somebody that doesn't know how to sit at the feet of somebody else. And that's not being a chameleon and just changing your stripes. That's understanding what's going on. you got to have that awareness, right? Let's go ahead and throw another complication in it. Mm -hmm. You can't even have... um, I remember being somewhere between between the Atlantic and the Pacific. Well, it was right. somewhere. Mm-hmm. You've narrowed it down. Yes. I think I know where you're talking. Yes. You know exactly where it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. Okay. And there was a pastoral, uh, it was either an appreciation or a building dedication or something of the sort. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we were invited. And we were there. And I was honored to be there. And there, I was there with my dad. And there was probably... 25 or 30 preachers that were there mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the door opens up and one of the guys that were the guest speakers who is a leader on 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 an international level okay has has influence he steps into that pastor's office mm-hmm. and when he did the whole room just gravitated to him Okay, hmm. he is just a natural leader. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the pastor there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his desk. It wasn't his office. It wasn't his church. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but you you immediately threw a hissy fit and got up and left. Yeah, and no, the pastor did actually. <laughs> he jumped up on his desk, started beating his chest, saying. This is my seat. I'm in charge here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody, Over here. Everybody start talking to me again. <clears throat> no, you're like, right. It, it this is happened. all about me. Yeah. Totally. Right? And I told my dad when I got out of there, I said, I've never seen that before. That was the first time I experienced that. Mm. Where another level, he didn't demand it. There wasn't, there wasn't, uh, what, what's the town crier that, mm. that runs ahead? Hear ye, hear ye. The yeah. most important man in the room just showed up. He didn't ask for it. He didn't yeah. recall. It was just part of everybody in the room, including the pastor, that knew this is a leader amongst us. Yeah. It, it, it was a, an amazing thing. To experience, so everything about life is is balancing the ability of managing the seats in your life. You got to know when you're supposed to occupy the chief seat, mm. and you've got to know when you should let someone else occupy the chief seat. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is setting this this discussion up. The um, the two words that I want us to to kind of remember as we're going through this is that they exalted themselves. Hmm. Okay? Wow. They exalted themselves. Jesus is identifying Hmm. the spirit behind why they're seeking out the chief seat. It's a spirit of self 
exaltation. Now, if I may be so bold as to tell our incredible audience today, Mm -hmm. you better watch those that exalt themselves. Yeah, you got to watch it in yourself. You. I hope I'm not on that list. That, that... That motivation, mm-hmm. ha- that, that runs with some bad mm. company. And I think we're, we're, none of us are immune to it. No. You got to constantly check yourself to say, right. right, am I pushing myself into areas here? Like, right, right. Oh, man. Okay, let me, let me run you through some biblical examples really quickly so that you know when you start feeling that spirit of self-promotion, ambition, mm-hmm. nipping at your heels, mm-hmm. okay, evil, selfish ambition. Mm-hmm. This is the company that you will find yourself in mm-hmm. if you follow through with that spirit of exalting yourself. Let's start off with an easy one. Oh, boy. Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> Go. <laughs> I will exalt myself. I will be like God. Man, tough, tough stuff. When you are determined, I'm going to get that chief seat if it's the last thing I do. Do you know, I'm, I'm trying to sugarcoat this as nice as I can. That's a hard fall. That's, <laughs> that's a, that's a demonic thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's luciferic in its nature. Yep. And when you come out, look, you may scratch your way to the top for a brief encounter with that chief seat. But Satan fell like lightning. <laughs> Gone. Pow. Wow. Okay. Adam and Eve exalted themselves. Pharaoh exalted himself. Korah and his company mm-hmm. exalted themselves. Sennacherib exalted himself. Nebuchadnezzar exalted himself. Belshazzar exalted himself. Haman. That ended well. Yeah, that ended well. Ouch. Simon the sorcerer exalted himself. Herod exalted himself. That's 10 mm. that we just could quickly grab that when you start, when you allow that, that, that self-exalting spirit, that luciferic spirit to get a hold of you, I deserve the chief seat. Oh, man. It's mine. The guy that's in it needs kicked out of it. The fact that you're even thinking that way, the fact that I would allow myself to think that way is troublesome. Mm-hmm. And and I can. Exactly. I can. Exactly. I Every- think if anybody that's listening to us, that's right. they better they better realize that spirit can get a hold of me. Yes. We're not and we're not talking about a healthy ambition here of you know, you don't want to hang around people that don't have ambition. No, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. I don't think you're hammering people who just want to be a success. There's nothing worse than people that don't have ambition. <laughs> well, we're talking about, you know. Selfish ambition. Where at all costs, no matter what. Right. It's all about me. Okay. And when can, can, can we maybe say, let's throw this out and we'll unpack this farther. And this may take us another episode mm-hmm. to really mine it out. But when you find that spirit getting a hold of you, mm-hmm. you can't be passive with dealing with that. Mm. You have to be aggressive mm. with getting a hold of that spirit. 
You have to establish dominion over that spirit or else you will be demoted. Wow. Okay. Let's, 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 let me, let me, let me throw a little more book on it. Can you read us Psalms 75? 75 verse 6 says, For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God is the judge. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. Promotion comes from above. Mm -hmm. Okay? But so doesn't demotion. (laughs) Yeah, he putteth down. He putteth down. Yeah, and here <sighs> you can already see where these people or myself, it's almost like a confirmation, a false confirmation. So I just missed the chief seat, but that's because I just didn't try hard enough, and I'll try hard again when it really yeah, wasn't. I know where I blew it. I, I know where I blew it. <laughs> I'll get it on the next round. I'm going to revise my game plan and come back again, and meanwhile God is saying, no, that seat's not for you. Here, Here's what happens. When you... When you or or I, um, when you or I acquire the chief seat by way of ambition, mm-hmm. okay, of selfish ambition, mm-hmm. then we have to live our life with with one eye <laughs> over the shoulder That's looking right. at the door <laughs> all the time, wondering <laughs> if someone better or more important is fixing to walk through the door. Sila. <laughs> Boy, I sure hope he doesn't show up tonight because uh, I'm in his seat. <laughs> yeah, so far, so good. I hope the guy who really doesn't need the wheelchair shows up because yeah. I'm sitting in it. Well, 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 <laughs> well, it's an, that's the truth. It, it's, it's, uh, you can't really fully enjoy the chief seat. Because you're there, but you're always waiting for the manager of the feast mm-hmm. to tap you on the shoulder and say, excuse me, I'm not sure who told you you could sit there, but the governor just showed up. <laughs> and, oh, no. And, and the governor? <laughs> I didn't know you invited the governor. That's the problem. You thought because you were invited, you were the most important. You just need to be happy to be in the room. Now, if you're sitting in the lowest seat and the governor shows up, mm-hmm. you go, wow, I'm in the room with the governor. Yeah. Just enjoy your evening. Yeah. Right? This is a black tie gala yeah. that I, uh, Mr. Commoner, yep. have been given access mm-hmm. to the governor. Wow. But if you're sitting too high and mighty and the governor shows up, you, you detest the fact that the governor showed up because all of a sudden you get tapped on the shoulder. And you are no longer sitting in preeminence, and, and, and you're missing out. And those people don't end up enjoying anything because they don't get the chief seat. We all know how the story ends. Right. And the seat they do get, they're discontented the whole time. You don't enjoy anything about the whole evening. Oof. I, can, I, can remember, um, I can remember playing the drums. See, the, the audience, they don't know my secret talents. You can play the drums, bro. I was good. Okay, mm. look him up. Okay, look him up. <laughs> if you only knew how good I thought I was, <laughs> oh yeah, you'd be impressed. 
Was that back with the iPhone 3 launch? Every musician thinks that was back when I would have been the ripe old age of 13 or 14. Okay. 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 And I had been asked to play the drums in Mm -hmm. a church service. Mm -hmm. I can remember it. It was in in our old building, Mm -hmm. and the drums were on the left-hand side next to the wall. We didn't have a fancy music pit. It was just get in there and get her done. Oh, yeah. And, bro... I was getting her done. Hmm. What were you guys playing? I can't remember. Don't remember the song? No. I don't I don't like to remember anything about this. <laughs> All I know Oh, so this doesn't end well. No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. I think I know where this so is. So take going. us to the banquet. And so <laughs> here I am. I had been invited <laughs> to play the drums. Uh, My dad was leading the service. The governor. That's worse. The governor of the feast. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> Every musician knows where this is going. Oh, yeah. Yes. My older brother, Darren, was, um, I think, maybe at the back. I don't know if he, I, I don't know why he wasn't playing, but, mm-hmm. but in retrospect, mm-hmm. I was not better than he was. At the moment, I kind of felt it. I felt like I could show him a thing or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was full ham sending it, man. It was, yeah. it was, it Chops. was happening. Chops, yeah. And all of a sudden, I, I, I missed it. I, I didn't see it. And I think that might have been part of the problem. I wasn't watching my dad. I wasn't watching the governor. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, I see my brother coming in my peripheral vision. And uh, he just kind of comes around the side of the drums. and you Gave you the nudge? Took the drumsticks mid-song. And I got <sighs> demoted. Oh. Well, there now. Promotion... Oh. Cometh neither from the east nor the west, <laughs> but from above. I was invited oh, and shit. demoted. <laughs> like there, that. There <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. One, oh, more, yeah. one more drum roll, Pastor. There yes, he goes. thank you. <laughs> thank you. And with a flushed face. Yeah. With shame, as the scripture says. Mm. I left the drum stool and went back to the church pew. (laughs) And now I'm watching someone better than I Mm -hmm. occupy the seat that I thought I was qualified to take. To maintain spiritual, emotional, um, relational Mm -hmm. equilibrium, Oh yeah. It requires it requires that we as individuals master maintaining maintaining control over the people, the issues, the attitudes mm-hmm. yep. in our life and we don't give them chief seat status. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep that equilibrium. I've got to make sure that the wrong people, the wrong attitudes mm-hmm. The wrong situations do not exalt themselves into a chief seat position in my life. That's key. If your life is running... Okay, let's talk about relationships a bit. It may be a good question to ask yourself, why am I allowing that person that kind of control in my life? Mm -hmm. Why am I granting them chief seat status? Mm-hmm. in my life you know relationships are pretty tricky 
Oh man, they are. They sure are. You got. You've got to know. You've got to know who you are, and we've kind of tapped into this uh, a few moments ago. But 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 let us let us put a little more shoe leather on mm. this principle. Um. So I'll use myself as an example, and please substitute all of your own roles in there mm. as we're mm. as we're talking about this. Mm. Okay. I am I am a pastor. Mm-hmm. I have the privilege of traveling periodically, guest speaking mm-hmm. uh, in other pulpits. I am a husband. Mm-hmm. I am I am a father. I'm a brother. Mm-hmm. I'm a son. Mm-hmm. Each you're of, a drummer. I'm a thank you. Don't forget it. Thank you. Podcaster. Hey, I'm a podcaster. Okay, mm. I'm a mentor. Mm. I have I, I've, about I've to got, be a moose hunter, right? Right for Come our on audience. Somebody. Actually, when they hear this, when you hear this, I will be moose hunting. Pastor Daniel McKillop, hopefully, will have already slain a giant uh, Canadian moose in Canadian fashion. <clears throat> oh yeah, you're a natural. You got this. I'm a natural. Oh yeah, I am going with some other guys that occupy the chief seat <laughs> in this scenario. You're not calling the shots, are no, you? <laughs> no, or the moose. <laughs> we, uh, we've got a great hat for you. Yeah, if you only had an orange hunting only hat. Only had a bass well, style well, oh, man. blaze so orange. Good. Well, Moose on the loose. Yes, mm. yes. Mm-hmm. So when, when, in order for me to keep a proper balance of all of the hats or all of the chairs in my life. Mm-hmm. If I want my life to be successful, I have got to learn to manage and prioritize all of the seats. Yeah, definitely. So key. This 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 is this is the non issue. Right. And this is the chief issue. Right. This is the most important role that I play in my life, mm. and this is the least important role. Mm. Now that requires uh, blatant, blatant honesty with yourself. Mm. You have to look in the mirror at yourself, mm. the Word of God, and say, "Help me, God. Prioritize." Who I am. Yeah. Who am I? That's right. The chief seat for Daniel McKillop cannot be that he's pastor of Family Worship Center. Hmm. Yeah. Okay? Too many ministries run amok because the seats get out of line. Wow. The chief seat in my life cannot have a pulpit in it. The chief seat in my life needs an altar in it. I am first and foremost a child of God, period. I'm not a preacher. I'm a saint. And if I don't keep that relationship with Jesus Christ right, Hmm. then every other seat in the room is affected by what I allow to sit in that chief seat. Okay? For me... I think the biblical approach to it has got to be, I'm a child of God. Mm -hmm. 
I've got to keep, I've got to keep, I've got to keep my soul, mine, before I worry about the other souls that, that, that God has put into my care. I have to manage mine. Mm-hmm. After I take care of my soul, then it's my family's. The second most important role that I have to play in my life after being a child of God is not that I'm a pastor. Hmm. It's that I'm a husband. Mm-hmm. Do, do you see the prioritizing so of this? many people. Okay? Yeah. So then the third seat's that you're a pastor. Oh, no, no, no. It's that I'm a father. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I refuse. I refuse to put my family on the auction block. Mm-hmm. to try to reach someone else's family through my ministry. My first calling is to be the priest of my home. So uh, are you seeing how yeah. easily the, the, the seats can get out of alignment? Mm-hmm. And there has to be a prioritization that, that my prayer life is more important than my preaching schedule. <laughs> if the pulpit takes preeminence, and gets the chief seat in my life, and the altar doesn't. Every other role that I play in life is yeah. affected. Wow, it's big stuff, big stuff. So basically, if something of lower priority jeopardizes something of higher priority, I shouldn't do it. Well said, mm. well said. And and the the efficacy of all of the other roles yep. that I play is affected. Right. Okay, if I keep praying and I keep the status of being a child of God right, I treat my wife better. Mm-hmm. Totally, mm-hmm. right? I treat my son better. I take care of my parents. Mm-hmm. I'm a better sibling. Okay, then I get down to to managing other areas. So now, after I've taken care of my soul, my family's soul. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm down to what God's called me to do, and that's help other people's soul. Yeah. And then we start a podcast. Mm. Okay? So, so <laughs> yeah. I, I have to go through this again. Yeah. So am I going to, is, 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 my, is my itinerant travels as a preacher mm. going to take preeminence over pastoring my church? Mm-hmm. It better not. It better not. Or the church will suffer. Or the church will suffer. Do you yeah, see yeah. how? Yeah. Okay. Also, I'm 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 now a podcaster. Mm. So if that pulls me from pastoring, mm. it's a problem. It's a problem. Mm. So a lot of chairs. Over and over and over again in your life, you are rearranging mm. because here's the two words again. You remember what we said? They exalt themselves. Mm. They exalt themselves. You got you got to understand that there's certain roles that that are striving for your preeminence. <laughs> yeah. You, you check the chairs in your life and you're like, how'd you get there? <laughs> what is that doing in that seat? <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But the funner jobs always creep to the top. They do. Oh, yeah. They do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know everybody listening right now, if you're driving in your car or mowing lawns or whatever you're doing. Golfing. Yeah. It's like... Everybody has that stuff in your life that you just got to look at and say, Ugh, I got to move that. You've got to, man. You've got to. You've got to. You've got to. Young people have to do it. When they hit the teenage years, that's part of relationships that they struggle with. Dad and mom, pastor, youth pastor mm-hmm. have got chief seats in their life. And all of a sudden, they're working at Burger King now. And there's, there's 
uh, an unsaved worldly influence that begins speaking to them or social media influencers, they don't get the same level of influence that your mom and dad have in your life. Why are you giving that person chief seat status? Hmm. Right? The older you get, the more you'll understand. Mom and dad knew a whole lot more about what they were talking about, what was going on in my life than what I gave them credit for. Exactly. And this is really why even Paul said, like what we were just talking about. He said, I, I, I think it would be best. I'm just speaking not of the Lord, but just I think it would be best if you all would stay single. If you're single, stay that way. If you're married, stay that way. Why? Because he that is single can care for the things of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has nothing else to care for, but the moment that he gets married or she gets married, she has to care for the things of the world. Other chairs are thrown into the mix. Mm-hmm. Your they, ministry, or there should be, or they should be. That's right. That's oh, right. This is so good, Pastor. So That's good. it. Yeah. I think we're going to have to do another episode, folks. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah. So you've got to, you got to make sure that these inferior, inferior. Uh, okay, let, let me say this as we wrap up, and we'll we'll tag in with this when we when we do our next next episode. You got to be the manager of your feast. Oh, you determine who you invite to the room. Very good. And you know how many seats you've got to set, and you know what order they should be in. Mm. And you need to say, okay, I'm not going to compromise my walk with God for my business pursuit. Mm. I'm not going to compromise my relationship with my wife and children for this occupa- occupation. I know, I know that there are mothers that have the the wherewithal to be very successful mm. in, in 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 the world of careers. Mm. But they're saying, uh, I'm gonna be a keeper of the home until I get these kids raised. Mm. I that <laughs> I honor that. Mm. That's all part. I'm not, I'm not even trying to say that moms can't work. I'm just telling you that that you need to make sure you keep all those chairs mm-hmm. in alignment. <clears throat> There's nothing more important than those babies. Mm. Very true. I don't care if you're the vice president of the largest corporations in North America. Your babies are in a chair higher than that. So you've got to be the manager of your feast. You've got to control who you invite. And then you got to control the seating order that they are arranged in. Come back next week. We're going to talk some more about it. Mm-hmm.